Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. Today, uh, we are finishing up our message series called A Place to Call Home. And if you haven't been here, it's no worries. We, uh, over the past couple of weeks, we have dug into a little bit of the idea of what it means to call someplace home, uh, where you uh, can find home. How do you know if someplace is home? And we kind of played around with the idea of it as far as like home is not just um, where you live. And sometimes where you live doesn't even feel like home. But where, where do we find our home spiritually? Where do we find our home physically? Where do we find our home mentally? Where do we feel? And when I say at home, I mean all of those things that home means to you. See, because home means, to me, home means being able to feel safe, being able to kick my feet up, not being judged for opening the fridge and, you know, looking. Does anybody else do this? You open the fridge just to see, just to check inventory and then close it again. Like, I don't want anything. I'm just checking. Open the pantry, lean against the door. Don't want anything. And then sometimes uh, my wife, uh, she, she says this is wasting energy. I'll open the fridge while I'm making breakfast, and I'll kind of leave it open just in case there's any ingredients. Not the whole time, but, you know, I don't, I don't know if I want onions in my eggs. I don't know if I want, you know, a jalapeno. I do always want a jalapeno, but that's what home means for me, being able to do these kind of things where I feel at home. And so that's what we've kind of been exploring for the past couple of weeks. Well, today, what I want to do is I want to flip it around, and I want to talk about in you, in your life, in your faith, how you can make someone feel at home, where you can make someone feel at home with you physically or with you emotionally or with you spiritually. Now, before I get too deep into this, this, I have to admit, okay, and this is, uh, this is not for applause, so please hold your applause. Oh, we're not done yet, Celeste. We just started. This is very, very easy for me. It's very easy to invite people into my home. So I say that knowing that this is not easy for everyone. It's not easy for everyone to always want people over at their house, which I truly do, to always want to have parties at your house, which I always do. So I know that it's not easy for everyone to to do that. It has been easy for me to invite people over to my home, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the challenge for today. What we're talking about today is how can you become an extrovert and always want people at your house? That's not the only way to help someone feel like home. So I don't mean you need to go home and clean up and then tell all your friends you're hosting a party for them this week. That's not what I mean when I say I want you to Make, uh, make home for others. Make a home for others. I'm talking about something more intentional than that. Because for, for some of us, maybe just inviting people over to our house for, for dinner or inviting people over to our house to hang out might be easy for some. But it's different. Inviting someone over and someone showing up to your house is very different than you making the, making the time, the space, and your heart, and your spirit, in your home, in your mind, in your heart, making the space to invite someone into that and make them feel at home. 
Now, we've, over the past couple of weeks, we've kind of talked about this, of, uh, of where, where and when has someone made you feel at home? You know, Christmas is coming up here in a week, and a lot of us are looking forward to going home, whatever that happens to mean for you, going home for the holidays. I have, you know, my brother and his family are coming in town uh, for Christmas. I'm very excited about that. Hopefully, I'm trying to, I'm trying to talk my son into coming home for Christmas. I'm going to trick him. Tell him that we'll pay for some of his rent, and then he'll, you know, he'll be here in a couple hours. So what I want us to think about for a little bit, what I want us to think about is the times that people have made space for us, right? Made a home for us. Even today, I want you to raise your hand for this, okay? I want you to raise your hand if you are here today because you were invited by someone to be here today. Put your hand up real quick. Okay, a few people. That was a scary thing to ask people to raise their hand for, I guess. <laughs> there was a few of these. <laughs> Many of us are here because we were invited to be here. Some of us showed up. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with showing up. But there's something special. There's something special when you are invited. And I want to talk about it in a little bit, but I, just, I feel like I have to say it right now. Even if you show up, even if someone shows up, you can still invite them to be a part of what's going on. You can still make them feel at home, even if they weren't invited and they just showed up. But I wanna, what I want to focus on right now, and I want to look at a verse together here, what I want to focus on, on, on right now is your invitation to others. Your invitation to others. And I want this to be in our minds for this coming week, especially coming up to Christmas. Your invitation to others. So let's check this out. We're, I want to look at uh, the book of Romans, this particular scripture here. Now the book of Romans is actually a letter written by a man named Paul. And if you don't know a lot about the Bible, Paul was uh, this man, he had this radical encounter with Jesus. So Paul had not met Jesus while Jesus was here on earth. Paul met Jesus after Jesus died and was resurrected. And so after this radical encounter with Jesus, what Paul did is he would preach this new message of freedom in Jesus, this new message of you are saved by your faith. That was a radical teaching back then. It's still kind of radical today, I guess. And what he would do is he would kind of teach this message and he would go around, he would go on missions trip. Ever heard of those? He would go on mission to go teach and preach this message. And then what he would later do is he would write letters back to those groups of people that he had shared this message of Jesus with, this message of hope, this message of freedom, this message of grace. And so Romans is one of those letters. Paul writes these and it really helps kind of uh, put handles on the face. You can kind of know what to do day to day, kind of figure things out. Something I love about the Bible and reading about the people in the Bible is these people 2,000 years ago were trying to figure out how to live their life with this faith. And I love, I think it's so special that here we are 2,000 years later and we're all trying to figure out how to live this life with faith. I just love that. I love that it's something that can never be fully grasp that it's something that we continue to figure out together and grow together. That's what I love about a journey of faith. Okay, I'm prom I promise I'm getting into the scripture. So I want to read Romans chapter 10, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read from verse 9, but then we'll jump in together at verse, uh, at verse 13 here. 
This is Paul. He's saying, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. As the scriptures tell us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Jew and Gentile are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now watch this. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe? How can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And, and how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring good news. Let me tell you what that means for us today. That doesn't mean that you need to become a preacher. It doesn't mean that you need to study the scriptures so much that you so much that you can teach them to everyone. What this is, this to me shows the power of an invitation. The power of an invitation to be a part of something. The power of your invitation to make a home for someone in your life. Not to just invite somebody over. That's easier to do than to make a home for someone. You know, sometimes, I, I don't know if you've ever said this. You ever say the phrase, or I'm sure you've heard the phrase. Does anybody ever say the phrase, make yourself at home? When I say that, I don't know if I really mean make yourself at home. Because I don't want people, you know, kicking their shoes off. I don't know how their feet smell. I would never, when I say make yourself at home, I don't mean grab my remote and put on whatever you want. You know what I mean? That's not what I mean. I'll say, do you want to watch something? And I'll handle the remote. <laughs> That's true. What if you could say, make yourself at home, and you really meant that? What, just for a second, think about that. What would that mean in your home where you live if you told someone, make yourself at home, and you meant it, what would that mean? What would that mean for you? No, and, and this is how it could maybe happen practically, right? Maybe that means go grab yourself something uh, from the fridge, get yourself something to drink, take your coat off, let me hang up your coat for you. But what would it look like if we said make yourself at home and we meant that spiritually? We meant that emotionally. Is there space in your heart to give someone a place to call home, even if they disagree with you? Is there space in your faith to give someone a place to call home, even if you've had fights in the past? Now, that's sometimes easier said than done, and sometimes it's difficult to do, and sometimes it's impossible to do. But the power of your invitation to invite someone into your spiritual journey, to invite someone into your faith, that is the power to give someone a place to call home. And I got to tell you something, when you challenge yourself to do that, when you let yourself do that, you are activating your faith. You give your chance of faith to exercise, to do some work to stretch a little bit. 
There's a few things I won't down, uh, wrote, uh, wrote down that I want to I share with you. Your faith is activated when you make a home for others. Your faith is activated when you make a home for others in your life. Now, again, I, I got to say it again. I'm not talking about you just make space in your house or you invite somebody over or you saw somebody and instead of saying hello to them, you went like this. You guys know that smile where it's not a smile? What would you, what, does anyone, is, that a, is there a name for that? Because it's not a smile. It's like, a, I, I, I see you and I'm acknowledging you, but that's it. Your faith is activated when you make a home for others. And your faith activated looks like it looks different to different people for sure. Your faith being activated. But you give your chance of faith to do something, and faith always grows when it has something to do. So this will be a challenge. Every time your faith is activated, it's activated because you're facing a challenge. That's what I want for you. I want you to be challenged in this. As I said earlier, it's easy for someone like me to invite people over. Very easy. It's easy for somebody like me to throw a party and say, everybody's welcome. Come on in. But it's different. It's different. It takes so much more intentionality if I'm inviting people into my life. If I'm, if I'm inviting people into the, the most vulnerable parts of me, the parts I'm not proud of, the parts I don't really maybe want you to see. Because if you're coming over to my house, let's say, you know, we're having a big party. Everyone's invited. New Year's Eve. See you there. You want, you want to know something I will absolutely do before every party I have even though not one person has ever mentioned it in my entire life, is I will mow uh, the lawn and trim, right, before every party, every party. And no one's, yeah, see, somebody gets it. And Amber's like, why, why, why are you doing that? The party starts after it's dark, <laughs> and no one will see the grass. And I'm like, yeah, I'm telling you, it matters. People are going to be pretty impressed by how straight that line is. But see, here's what I'm saying is that's what I want you to see. So it's easy to invite you over and I can show you the things that I want you to see. You see what I'm saying? It's, it, it, it takes more if I invite you over and you would be like, hey, can I go see how your, uh, your clothes are organized in your closet? I'm like, whoa, I, no. Have you seen the lawn? That's what I want you to see. That's what I want you to comment on. That's what I want to show you. Everything else that I have buried in the back, that's a mess. That's my mess. And I don't know if I'm ready for you to see my mess. Maybe I haven't, uh, you know, cleaned our, uh, our bathroom countertop in a week, a couple of weeks, a couple, two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks, whatever it is. As, as an example, that's, uh, you know, it's hypothetical. But I don't want you to see that. I don't know what it would take for me to invite you over and say, now that you're here, can I go show you the areas of the house that I haven't cleaned, that I'm not ready for you to see? That's the challenge that I'm asking of you. It's the challenge I'm asking myself too. It's the challenge I'm asking of you is where are the parts of you that are difficult to share? 
And if we, the, more, the more of us that we have difficulty showing people, the more difficult it is for us to invite people in and for us to make a home for others. That's why I say that your faith becomes activated when you make a home. Because if you make a decision to make a home for others, now your faith is challenged. And your faith is challenging you. And you get a chance to grow when you make a home for others, when you make space for others. Another thing I wrote down here is someone invited is more at home than someone who shows up. Someone invited to the party, someone invited into a conversation, someone invited to church with you will always feel, well, maybe not always, I'll say always, will always feel more at home than someone who just shows up. That's the power of the invitation. But watch this. This is how powerful an invitation can still be because someone who just shows up, there's a way to make someone feel at home and a way to make someone feel like they are an inconvenience. Someone who shows up. Because someone who just shows up, you have the power to invite them to be at home there. That's how powerful your invitation is. That's how powerful an invitation can be. Who in your life, maybe you can think of the person right now, maybe you've been thinking of them while we've been sitting here talking, is who in your life do you think you can make some room for to feel at home with you? Now, I'm not trying to guilt you. This isn't, you know, there's already enough guilt that we all put on each other, or put on ourselves, I should say. So when I, when I have these challenges for you, these things to think, th- think through, I never want you to feel guilty. That does, that's not helpful. That's not helpful for our faith. Challenged, maybe. I do want you to feel challenged. I want to feel challenged when I walk out of here on Sundays. I want my faith to be challenged as well, but I don't want guilt When we act out of guilt that we just do things that we think we should do and doing things you think you should do never help you. Last thing I want to share with you is this. If the only way someone could be at home is with your invitation, who would you invite? Where are the places you can invite someone this week, next couple weeks, next year? What if January the 8th, when we're back in person, we're going to start the year with a bang, too. We have a, uh, a series on hope, starting with hope. It's going to be a good one. What if on January the 8th, you said, happy birthday, Elvis, first. And then you said, who can I invite with me to church? Who can I invite with me to church? Or maybe you're thinking, okay, let me look around the room here. Who can I invite to lunch? Who can I invite to be a part of what is meaningful to me? That takes vulnerability for you to say, I I, I want to invite someone to something that is meaningful to me. Sometimes it's difficult to invite people to church, to invite people to our house, to invite people, even to invite people to check out a podcast that we like. Anytime I invite someone To be a part of something that's meaningful to me, there's always a little bit of hesitation. 
And that's true. It has been with something as simple as sharing a podcast with someone because I feel like I don't know how you're going to judge me or what you're going to think about me based on this one podcast I said that I listened to. So sometimes I play those a little close, a little close to the chest. Even something as simple as sharing a, a music playlist. Because I'll judge you. I say, and maybe, maybe I'm just uh, uh, projecting because I will judge you based on the podcast you listen to for sure. I'll make all kinds of assumptions based on your music playlist. So maybe that, maybe, maybe that was for me. That's not even for y'all. I got some issues I'm working on. But if someone, if the only way someone could feel at home was an invitation, who would you invite? Going back to the scripture real quick, I, 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 love, the, I love what it walks through. It walks through this powerful relationship with Jesus, this life-changing relationship with Jesus, and brings it all back down to a simple ask, to a simple invitation. What if the only way, let me phrase it another way, not the only way someone could feel at home, what if the only way someone could activate their faith, could step into a life of faith, is if you invited them into it? Who could you invite? What if the only way that you can get a new friend, what if the only way you could find your best friend, your new best friend, another best friend, no disrespect to your current best friend, is if you invited people into your life? What if the only way that your faith could grow is if you invited people to share your faith? Who would you invite? That's the opportunity we have here. We have an opportunity to grow our faith. I know this might be a little too easy, but you look at the person of Jesus, and what a way to invite people to be at home. Now, I'm not saying you need to be exactly like Jesus, and you have to do the things that Jesus do, that Jesus does, or that Jesus did. So you don't, you don't need to go save the world, but what if you invited someone to just be a part of your week? That activates your faith just as much as going on a, a mission trip. That's what I want for you this week. That's what I want for you the rest of this year. That's what I want for you for your life, for your faith to be challenged, for your faith to be activated. Who can you make a home for this week? If it relied on you, if it relied on your invitation, how would you do it? If you could, close your eyes real quick, bow your heads. I want to pray for you this morning. God, we are so grateful for today. We're grateful for this community. God, I pray that as we go into the rest of the year and we get ready for the new year to come, that we would challenge our faith that we would activate our faith. God, I thank you that there, you're there with us during that. You don't leave us alone. You don't wait for us. You're there ahead of, you're there ahead of us. Thank you for making a home for us. And I pray that we would accept the challenge of making a home for others with your faith, the faith that you have given us. And we pray that in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. 
At the heart, we like to say, you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows.